0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Porsche Club podcast. It's Saturday morning here in Sydney. Um, if you're wondering what I've been doing, I'll tell you what I've been doing. This is number 64 of Owner Stories that we're going to uh, listen to today with uh, Lorenzo, who will join me very shortly. Uh, it's pre-Christmas. It's the 18th of December. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm I'm uh, recording... A dozen or so owner stories just to keep it going over uh, the Christmas period. I'm going to take a little bit of a break. As you guys know, um, the Friday's episode had been put off uh, for a little while. So I've just been recording them, I've recorded a few people this week already, I've got a couple more people to go over the weekend and beginning of next week, so you guys have a whole uh, selection of new owners to listen to, and there's some really good ones in there. Uh, I'm especially interested in hearing uh, Lorenzo's story today, Uh, you would have seen what Lorenzo owns in the uh, title. I'm not going to give it away, but Lorenzo has something very cool on his 9-11, which um, I'm keen to hear about. Uh, he also drives his 911 quite a lot. So it's going to be a good story. Lorenzo is based in the US. Uh, Lorenzo is in Brooklyn, I believe. I think he's based in Brooklyn. Um, so we're going to get Lorenzo on very, very shortly. Um, if you want to be on these owner stories, I am still, um, I am still recording them, obviously. Uh, if you want to be on the owner stories, though, I know I had someone reach out the other day to me and wasn't sure if they had the right Instagram. You just send me a message, a DM through, um, Porsche Cooled on Instagram. Uh, When you're there, please give us a follow. Let's get us up to uh, twenty thousand followers. We're we're verging on twenty thousand. I think we're eighteen three or something. We just need a few more to get us over the edge. Um, But if you're there, just send me a message. Tell me what your car is, and uh, we'll I will eventually organize a time. We'll schedule a time and uh, record your story. And that's all it is. It's it's a great chat. It's just uh, we chat for an hour, and uh, yeah, you get to tell everyone who listens to the podcast about your Porsche journey. All right, let me uh, let me uh, fire up Zoom, as I say, and let me get Lorenzo on uh, online, and let's start talking to Lorenzo about his Porsche-cooled owner story. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Owner Stories. Like I said, it's number 64 of the Owner Stories series, and today, I want you to give a warm welcome to um, Lorenzo. Lorenzo's coming in from Brooklyn. Good, what is it? Afternoon. Good afternoon, Lorenzo. How are you?
1: Uh, evening, evening. Five o'clock. Evening, evening.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Mid afternoon, isn't that mid afternoon? Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just told yeah. the listeners this is uh, Saturday morning here before, so I do a bit of an intro before you come on. Um but Lorenzo's joining us today. Lorenzo's originally from California. Is that correct, Lorenzo? That's right. Uh San Diego to be to be exact. Oh, that's a nice spot. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you so you traded the good weather for, of San Diego to come to Brooklyn? Uh
1: I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I've been in, we've been in New York 12 years now, but I think we're, we might be going back to back West next year. No, okay. no nothing for sure yet. Oh,
0: I mean, New York's an exciting place to live. My, my wife's sister actually lives there in, in Tribeca. So she lives, uh, she's been living there for a long time as well. And she loves it. She doesn't want to live anywhere oh. else. So, yeah. Um, so I, I just want to tell the listeners, you know, uh, Lorenzo reached out to me through Instagram, through DM. Um, I had actually been following Lorenzo. We've been, I think we chatted on and off. Um, Lorenzo's got a really cool 997, which I want to talk about. Uh, and we'll call it the Adventure Porsche. We're going to call it the Adventure Porsche because that's kind of what it is. Um, it's got a really cool look about it. But before we get into the, into the 911, let's start, Lorenzo, where it all began for you. Like when you first started noticing Porsche. Um, a lot of us noticed them when we were a kid driving by or a, a friend had one or a father's friend or even a parent. Some, some people had parents that had a, had a Porsche of some sort when did you start first noticing Porsche and, and how did it make you feel?
1: Right. So I, I, so I think I'm in the older group, right? So, so I didn't, you know, I grew up in Southern California. So we grew up with like little import Hondas and Integras and that sort of thing. And so I was a part of that culture, but you know, uh, when I thought about a Porsche, it was like thinking about a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. It was just sort of, there's no way I'm going to get one ever. So, you know, it's not even in my mind, not even, I'm not even thinking about it. Um, but a buddy of mine who, who's, uh, who's owned a couple, uh, we worked together actually pretty often. And he, uh, you know, I was in LA, he lives out in LA and he was like, Hey man, I'm, I'm going to go to the track. Uh, you know, I'm going to track my, my Porsche. Do you want to come along? And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. You know, I mean, I'm into cars, but I, I, at the time I hadn't had a car in a long time because I live in New York and, uh, you know, it was one of those things where, like, yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. And um, I think it was his. I want to say it was a nine nine seven dot one four S. He had he had a GTS at one point, and now he's in a nine nine one. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was a nine nine seven. So, uh, yeah. So we, you know, he's been tracking for a long time. We we were, you know, I did the whole helmet thing, and he was kind of just letting me know like what to expect and. It was, you know, nothing like what I thought it was going to be like. It was, it was insane, right? Uh, and uh, it was just so much fun, and that kind of gave me a little bit of a bug, and um, but you know, it, it was, still many years. Like that was probably five years ago, and I kind of thought about that every now and again. But it's just like, oh, you know, I'm not going to buy a Porsche. I live in New York. Uh, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and and you know, now now I, now I live in New York with two cars, which is super ridiculous. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, yeah, and uh and you know, it it's one of those things where you know, once I started looking very casually, I think uh beginning of 2020 or mid 2020, uh you know, that that becomes a spiral, you know, like that becomes that sorry, my cat. That That's that okay. becomes a a uh, a never, it's like an itch you can't scratch until you just buy one, and that's what happened, right? Like, I, I in fact, I think during that time, found your podcast, I, I found Rentlist, I found, you know, all these sort of resources, and it was just like a, it was just like a the craziest spiral. And it wasn't until I finally got one that I was like, okay, I feel a little bit better, I can relax now. Yeah, it, it is like
0: <laughs> that, isn't it? It's when you start researching something, you know what I mean? It's like it, yes. it does, whether it's the Getting the first 911, you start researching, and like you said, you go on all the forums, and you start finding podcasts or YouTube videos. And the amount of time that it takes up—like every minute of your day—seems to be like focused on on this 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 goal of getting the Porsche or you know, like you know, finding a mod or something. And and it does—it's fun though. I mean, it's fun. And like you said, you have to sort of you have to get to the end. You know what I mean? It's about getting to the end. Um, Right. So. New York city, you know, like I, I, I live in Sydney and I've lived in Sydney for a long time. Um, and also, you know, I travel a lot, but I always lived in the inner city and the inner city here is terrible for parking. So, you know, like New York, I've been to New York many times. And how do you park a car in New York city? You have to get a parking garage, right? You have to actually have some kind of expense an extra expense just to get it parked. Right.
1: Right. So for the Porsche, again, we had the two cars for the Porsche I have a garage spot uh, in, in my building for the Volvo that lives on the street, but uh, you know, for, for the Porsche actually. So I have parking karma. I don't know what it is, wherever I go, I can find a parking spot within 10 minutes of arriving, especially in New York city. And you know, in New York city, you have to look for the edge parking, right? The parking right at the end of the curb so that no one can park in front of you or behind you. And (laughs) and you just you minimize any of the any of the you know the problems while you're parking but you know for the most part it hasn't been difficult you know again i we have the spot uh, in the building that helps a lot but even driving around the city i mean it's my daily so even if i go buy groceries uh, you know i certainly have the volvo like well, yeah you know i'm i'm why don't i take the long way and instead of taking you know the the 15 minute route i'll go ahead and take the 45 minute route to go get groceries and, uh, and make it worth my while and, and pick it up in the Porsche. So. Yeah, let's let's get into that.
0: Let's get into that. Um, <laughs> okay, so you you drive it a lot. I know you drive it a lot. Before we get into that, let's let's talk about how it, you know, you say you're thinking about it, you, you know, you started thinking about the Porsche, you started researching, and you think, okay, I want to buy a 911 or I want to buy a Porsche. Was it always going to be the 911 or were you looking for a Boxster or a Cayman or something else or was it a 911 that you definitely wanted? And just yeah, tell the listeners, right. um, Lorenzo, was it, was the 997 the one you were looking for or did you start looking at other generations first?
1: Right. So, so I, I think I, I, I credit my buddy who, who his first car was a 997 and that was the first car that I had ridden in. Um, And I think, you know, he said it best. It was like, it's like the perfect mixture of, of modern and, and vintage. Right. And so I, I think when I started looking one, it had to be a nine eleven. I I figured if I'm going to make the jump, I'm just gonna, I'm going to jump with two feet in. And then, uh, you know, once I started looking and seeing prices, the, 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 the nine, the 997 actually fit like one, my desire, but also like where I was price wise. And so it, you know, I I think I got it right before all the prices kind of skyrocketed. Um, so when did you start looking Lorenzo? When did you actually start looking for the 911? Right. So it was probably beginning or mid 2020. I, I you know, I I guess actually right after COVID uh started and you know, in the work that I do like no one in our industry was working. So it's like, you know, we're sitting around, uh can't work, can't fight it, have to just kind of accept the world as it was and so then i'm like oh you know what 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 can i do to fill the time (laughs) and i'm thinking about that time that i you know i i had ridden on the track with my buddy and and you know we're we're talking about different stuff and you know then i then i'm just in the spiral of of looking online looking on bring a trailer looking on ebay looking on you know everything and and like the youtube uh you know owners yeah you know different owners and, and their stories i was looking at a you know, vintage ones and older ones and newer ones, but I just kept coming back to the 997, so.
0: But was your criteria, was your criteria in the back of your head, you still wanted a car, a, a Porsche that you wanted to drive every day, right? You wanted to use it for work, you wanted to drive it. So was that the was that a deciding factor as well to get something a little bit more modern instead of going into the cools?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I knew I wanted to drive it until essentially the wheels and fenders fell off, right? Yeah. I, I didn't want to, compromise and and one you know i was just listening to your to your last episode and you guys use this word precious a lot and that i I just i'm like that's the perfect word because i didn't want anything too precious i wanted something that uh i knew i would really enjoy driving but i wouldn't feel like uh it was a fabric egg everywhere everywhere i went you know
0: i was going to call the name of that last the the episode this week i was going to call that well this is in, in a Few weeks ago now. But that episode I was gonna call it Precious Porsche, but I didn't think anyone yeah. would understand it, so I changed the title. I should have probably kept <laughs> Precious Porsche, it's probably a better title. Right. But you're right, you know, you don't want it to be too precious, you want to drive it, you want to enjoy it. Um and Steve's kind of changing his mindset with that too. He's the way he's talking now is different to how he used to talk about his car, I think his right. GT3. So you start searching, Lorenzo. Is there a you start searching? It's the beginning of COVID, COVID is just kind of start like you said, you're in the film industry. So you're like, you know, work has stopped. I mean, I know we're in the creative industry as well and things just sort of all died down. Yeah. How do you, how do you find this, 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 this 911? Do you, is it a local car? Is it, is it interstate? You know, whereabouts is the car and, and how do you go about finding it?
1: Right. Right. So, so I ended up finding the car in uh, spring of 2021. So at that point I'm, I've kind of casually looked for about a year. Um, okay. but. Uh, really casually, you know, like, you know, I had put a couple of bids on a trailer, but it was so low that it would be insane that if I, if I, if I won the auction, right. It was just yep. sort of like fun to kind of bid. Um, and so I, you know, every now and again, I would kind of look and, and see what was out there. And at the time, uh, I was on a job in, in Tampa and Florida. And it was it's funny, funny enough. It was, a, it was a car job. And so, Uh, I'm on set with a bunch of car people, everyone's, you know, gearheads. are all into cars. I'm actually with my buddy who I had ridden in his car on the track. He, you know, he's a cinematographer. So we're working together. Right. And that on the last day of the shoot that morning, I just decided to look online to see what was out there. And I found this, this black 997, literally the cheapest I've ever seen for the spec and the, and the mileage and everything. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's, there's something definitely wrong with this car. And, okay. and I look and it's and it's in Tampa where I'm at. And so I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I'm gonna just check it out. Cause <laughs> if it's actually, you know, yeah. excuse me, if, if it's actually a <laughs> if it's actually well sorted, that's a good deal. You know, and I showed my buddy. He's like, Yeah, that's a good deal. Well, we should check it out. And so I called the guy and I said, Hey man, I'm 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 so sorry, but I'm really interested in the car. He just posted it. And I and I was the first person to call, and I'm like, hey, I'm really interested in this car, but I'm 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 here for work, and I leave tomorrow morning at like 6 a.m. Is there any way that you can bring it to me uh, so I can just check it out at lunch? Yeah. And you know, he asked where we were, and it was nearby where the dealership was, and he said, sure, I'm happy to do that. And so, you know, we're, as we're breaking for lunch, we had just finished, you know, all these setups with this with this other vehicle, this other brand, and. Uh, this black Porsche rolls up and everyone's like, you know, Hey, what, what's, what's <laughs> going on? Why is this Porsche here? Uh, and I said, Oh, uh, I might be buying this. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> going to, ch- I'm just going to check it out. Yeah. And uh, everyone, you know, everyone's car guys, so they're all very excited and they're all checking it out. There's like literally a dozen people looking at this car. And uh, again, my buddy's there and, and, you know, he had driven uh, me in his car on, on, on that track day. And I said, Hey, I want you to drive it first. Cause I just want to, I want to get your sense of it. And, and so the, the dealership guy, he was like, Hey, yeah, you got to go and take it. Um, so I sent in the passenger seat and he drove it and, and he literally drove it like we had just stolen it. Like we, we were, (laughs) you know, like we were on the track and I was like gripping the, the handlebars laughing and screaming at the same time. because It was so fun. Uh, and he stopped and he was like, Hey man, this feels great. You know, like you should definitely get an inspection, but this feels great. Like it's all the things that I would look for in this kind of drive. Feels good. And I said, okay, let me, uh, let me drive it. This was the first nine 11 I'd ever driven. Okay. This, this one that, that this uh, dealership guy brought. It's a weird and, feeling,
0: isn't it? It's exciting, but it's weird at the same time when you first yeah, drive one.
1: Yeah. And like everything that people say was all Correct. Yeah. you know like it was exciting it it did have its own feel um you know and i hadn't I hadn't driven a, a stick sports car in so long right that it was it literally felt like the fastest thing I'd ever driven ever you know in my life and yeah. I guess at that point it was um and so we drove it all right we both drove it we get, we came back you know I, I couldn't even have a poker face with the guy I was just like <laughs> so excited I was like oh I, th- I think I want it uh but can we set it up for a ppi and the guy said sure that's fine i end up so i left the next day i ended up uh, finding the shop nearby that was like you know i found on the forums that was a good shop okay they did the ppi and uh you know i kept expecting that they would call back and say hey this is wrong this is wrong you know there's a couple there's a couple big issue problems but they didn't you know i talked to the woman and she said hey if you're gonna buy a porsche you should buy this Porsche. It's actually a unicorn. That's and fantastic. I was like, oh my gosh, I guess I'm buying I'm buying this car. So what was on and, the list you know, of
0: what was on the list of the PPI? Was that there, there was just all just basic maintenance items, Lorenzo? Basic thing, sort of cosmetic I, things that need to be fixed. Nothing major?
1: So nothing major. So I think I ended up spending eleven hundred bucks and it was, you know, it was coils and okay. and plugs and, and that sort of Interesting. thing. Interesting. Okay. Um and then everything else was like, you know, at some point you should address if you want to, you know, it's sort of up to you, but the car in terms of it running and being drivable was fine. So like, you know, later, things I did later was like, I changed the stone guards cause they were old. Yeah. Um, the paint is not perfect, especially for a black car. That's tough. Yes. Um, but for the most part, it, you know, it, everything that I've done has been because I just wanted to kind of make it my own. Right. Okay, so you got a PPI done. The PPI's fine. How about the
0: service records of the car? Was there a long history attached to the car? Did you know how many owners the car had or was there some sort of gaps in the history?
1: Complete mystery uh, for everything. It was a black box in terms of information. And so, you know, it, it was one of those things where like, I, I kind of think about when you when you buy a house or you, you rent an apartment or whatever. yeah, And, you know, it's like you just know, when you walk in, right? When you walk into the space, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get this place. Like if, if I can, if I can afford it, I'm going to get this spot. And you know, you kind of gloss over whatever problems might be there, but you just know the feeling of it is correct. Yeah. And you know, I, uh, I, I made a, I took a gamble and it, it's paid off. The car has actually been really great. Uh, haven't had any issues, but, but yeah, in terms of, you know, service history, previous owners. I knew nothing. There was like nothing there. Uh, you know, I had the carfax, but the carfax was essentially a mystery. Had a couple of things here and there, and a couple of owners here and there, but like in terms of service records, nothing.
0: I wonder why. I wonder how that happens. I always wonder how that happens, how there's no records. You know, it's a bit, it's, I know it happens to cars here as well in and UK and, and everywhere. I mean, it's just, just one of those things. But tell anyway, before we go any further, tell the listeners exactly what your car is, what you bought, um, if you know the options that, that came from the factory um, and the mileage of the car as well, because we haven't touched on the mileage. Because I've seen your right. Instagram post with the mileage now, but I'm, I don't know what the mileage was when you purchased
1: it. Right, right. So it's a it's a black 2007 base Carrera 997.1. Uh, I mean, I think, man, it has just all the base stuff. I imagine. I mean, when I got it, it had the turbo wheels, but I ended up swapping that out. Yeah. Um, it has the sports chrono. Um, one of the previous owners had done uh, the Gundo hack, uh, okay. but outside of that, it's it's completely stock. Um, when I got it, it had 94,000 miles. And I think within four months, I had put, put 10,000 miles on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I saw your post where I think it had 99,000 or something. It was just yeah. just before 100. Um, so that's yeah. why I was interested. Because I know you drive your car. Like it, it, it's right. obvious from your Instagram and what you've said to me. You drive your car a lot, which is fantastic. So it's right. a high-mileage car. It is. Which means you had the PPI. The PPI is all good. We all know the 997, the thing hanging over our heads, us 997.1 owners. I mean, mine's an 06, yours an 07 with the IMS. Yep. Yep. Um, did you get a service done w- w- after you bought the car? So you pick up the car. How do you how do you go about getting the car? Because it's in Tampa. You're only there oh, for right. the day. You go back you go back home to to Brooklyn. How do you organize that? Do you do you go and pick up the car again and drive it back? Or do you get it shipped? How do you work all that out?
1: Right. So yeah, so in the spirit of just driving the hell out of the car. We flew down a week later, and is it was, it was, uh, me and my partner Christy, and we we flew down uh, down to Tampa, uh, picked up the car, and and took four days to drive it back to New York, which was, you know, just so much fun, uh, you know, learning the car for the first time. Uh, she can drive stick as well, so she drove the car. Oh, fantastic! Uh, and, you know, I kept trying to have her push it, and she was so uh, timid about it. I think on the second day, she finally got comfortable and, she, you know, she kind of she let loose on the on the, on the on the car. And she instantly had that smile giggle that I think anyone has when they drive the Porsche for the first time. Uh, and she, finally, she, you know, instantly got it. And I was like, you know, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah. This, was, this is a fun car. <laughs> How was the, you
0: know, like I said, when I picked up my car, you know, you're always a bit nervous for the first 20 minutes or so when you're driving yeah. it. How was it for those first, you know, hundred miles or so? Was it a bit like you're taking it careful or you just, you just sort of just said, okay, I'm going to learn this car very quickly.
1: Right. So, so again, I hadn't, I hadn't had a sports car since, since high school. And so this, it, it literally felt like the lowest thing possible. It, <laughs> it, I, I just felt like I, my butt I was an inch from the ground. Yeah. And so it was just so careful, you know, you don't, you, you go over bumps and you're just like, Oh, do I, do I need to go at a you know, a hundred and eighty degree angle here, or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: I know <laughs> that thing that, about that thing about the low, the lowness of. I, I think yeah. you, you might have heard me say that in a recent episode. When I first came yeah. back and I sat in my car in the garage and I thought, you know, after driving sort of small SUVs in the Middle East and right. whatever, and it's like, wow, this car is—it feels so low. Like I even right. struggled to get into it at first. I'm thinking, what's going on? You know, I'm not. I haven't <laughs> been away for it for that long. It's only been two years. But There is something about that driving position, isn't there? There really is once you're in it. Um, Yeah. How quickly you become accustomed to it though. How quickly it's just normal as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we got home and, you know, I think we, we, we ended up driving the Volvo, like, could we have to move it or something? (laughs) I mean, it, it just felt like I was in, I don't know if you've ever been to Disneyland and they have those car rides that you, that you can kind of control. Yeah. It just felt like that. Like it just felt like I had no control over the thing. It was not, it just felt like driving a boat you know it, compared to the the Porsche just is is like a rocket when you're when you're in it
0: absolutely so you do that long drive you're coming back to Brooklyn you pick it up in Tampa you come back was there anything that that you noticed on the drive back that you thought okay I've got to take it to my I've got to find a Porsche specialist in Brooklyn in New York and I've got to take it to them and let them look at it was there anything that came up along the way that you thought you might need to change no Nothing, fantastic. <laughs> nothing,
1: nothing. It was, you, you know, again, it, it was, it was small cosmetic things, you know, because uh, it was like, oh, these stone guards are kind of old and faded. That'd be nice to get to get taken care of at some point. Uh, I mean, I did end up maybe a few months afterwards, again having had the car. So the previous owner had the car lowered on H and R springs, right? Which, uh, and, and I imagine they were on the stock shocks, and so. Yes. In New York, you know the roads are just, you know, it's 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 like a battlefield for for a, a tiny sports car. So, at some point, I was like, you know what, I I have to do a refresh of the suspension. And, and you know, they had mentioned that, that in the PPI. They're like, if you want to, if you sh- if you want to do it, you know, it would be nice. It would probably tighten up the feel of the car, but you don't have to because there weren't any leaks or anything. And so. Uh, but eventually I did. I, I switched everything over to the Eibach uh, Bilstein combo. So it, it raised the car a little bit. Oh, right. Um, and, uh, and the car just felt a lot better. Um, and it was good. It was, it was a good refresh.
0: Bilstein. Is that the, sorry, Lorenzo, is that the, what is that? Is that the kit? The one that I think I was looking at it at one point, is that PSS8 kit or sport kit or something they call it? Or is it just two separate yeah. components?
1: Yeah. So it's sold together. Um, I forget the name. I, I think you might be right there. I think it is the, the PSS eight where it's, uh, you know, I don't have PASM on, on my car. So Same it's as just, me.
0: It's, yeah,
1: right. Right. So it's just like, you know, to, to me, I think it's a classy height drop versus the H and R, which is like really, I mean, man, it, in the corners, it was really nice, but it was just too low for my taste. Um, the Eibach feels more of a classy drop in, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I really do like that that suspension setup. I mean, I've got lowering springs. I've, I've got the same setup that your car came with. Mm-hmm. So the same thing, stock mm-hmm. shocks and lowering springs. I think mine are TechArt lowering springs or something like that. Um, right. And I have, you know, driving the car in the last couple of weeks in, in rain and around Sydney, it is still a bit low. Do you know what I mean? Even though I had my right. suspension refreshed, you know, a few weeks ago at Order House, where I take it here in Sydney. With the bump stops and the rubbers, it feels like it's a little bit higher. It does actually feel slightly higher at the front, but it's still way too low to go through most driveways <laughs> or most car parks. Like it's just a nightmare. Um, so I yeah, keep but, thinking about that kit. I keep thinking about that kit because you know you can just you can adjust the height to a perfect height, right? You can get it right to us to the right height. And I think I only need like I don't know what it is in inches, but I only need about five mil. I only need a little bit more higher. It's just that little bit right. too low, which you probably found with yours. So let's. And, you know, like, like what you said, though, um, Lorenzo, the, you know, the stone guards on the side of the, the wheels there, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a common thing. Mine were yellow, too. That glue just goes really bad after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the silver car, yeah. my car really stood out like it was very, very yellow. Um, but I've heard horror stories of people who take those off that, have, you know, they've been on there since day one. And literally it takes their paint as well. Like you have to be quite careful. It can actually take your paint off.
1: Yeah. The couple of uh, shops that I went to, the first shop didn't even want to do it. They said, we don't want to be responsible. We're we're not going to take it off. And the other shop that I ended up taking it to, you know, they just, they they said, we'll take it off. But if there's any damage, like that's, you know, that's on, that's sort of on you. I said, okay, well, let's do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's the guy that, the guy that did mine said exactly the same thing Put my stripe on the car. said the same thing, I can't be held responsible if it takes your paint off. I said, look, it's fine. You know what I mean? I didn't think it was going to be that bad. All right. So you've got the car, you're back in Brooklyn. Um, you've sorted out a place to take the car in, in, in your local area. If you need things done or you need tweaking done, you found a good specialist there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I actually went to a couple of different shops for different things. Uh, and then I ended up finding the shop that I use now that I really like. They're a, they're a little bit closer to me as well. So just, uh, you know, it can't, can't, uh, can't express enough to find a shop that you just vibe with right to to do all the things you might need for the car
0: absolutely and you've done a few mods to the car i mean the wheels you just mentioned so it had the turbo yeah. had turbo wheels on it before did it so you changed the wheels what are, what are those wheels because they're very they're a really nice wheel
1: right so those are uh those are titan seven wheels uh, right i forget the model i think it's a ts5 but um but yeah, I like them because they kind of they're kind of similar to the 992 GT GT3 wheels. Yes, um, and uh, I just I, I like how it just kind of modern uh, moderned up the car a little bit. Uh, but you know that that was a whole search, right? Like I, I imagine when anyone going through wheels on a car, like you know you're looking to buy wheels, like it's 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 so expensive and it's such it changes the character of the car so much that you just you, know, you you go like I you know you Photoshop different wheels on like you, yeah. you try to find you try to you try to Google everything yeah. you can to find the closest thing and you know I, I end up finding those wheels and just loved them so that's what I end up buying. Are
0: they uh, are they 19 inch 20
1: inch? Uh
0: no they're they're 19 they're 19. 19 inch okay so the right size yeah. the right size yeah. so let's talk about let's talk about the <laughs> the way you drive your car because you set your car up in a certain way. And I want everyone to go to your Instagram. Actually, I'll just mention your Instagram Instagram account now. So if you want to go and follow Lorenzo, it's at Porsche Life underscore NYC. So Porsche Life underscore NYC. Go and check out uh, Lorenzo's car while we're chatting, and you'll see that Lorenzo has one of the things that I'm very keen about, and I want to talk about um, because I keep looking at it, and people think I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy because Lorenzo's got You're not it. crazy. And I, and I know another guy <laughs> in Thailand that I follow called Tenster has it on his yellow 997. Uh, he also has a tent as well that he puts on top sometimes as well. So that's another option, a right. bit like uh, road trip, 996 road trip. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the, tell us about the roof box. What was that all about? And this is all about the fact that you really want to drive the car and get out of New York city, right? Because you do actually yes. drive your car a lot. So just tell the listeners yeah. what how that all came about.
1: Right. So, so certainly seen all the other Instagram posts, uh, uh, I'd be lying if I, if I said that 996 uh, road trip was non inspiration, you know, I, I just like the idea that, and I I don't know, I don't know the dude personally, but I just like the idea that he uses the car for anything and everything. You know, I I think for me, uh, it's, I want to be able to not feel limited with the vehicle. And, 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 you know, we've taken it camping, we've taken it on road trips, we've taken it, uh, you know, just in and around town. Like it's any opportunity I get to, to drive the car. I, I, I do. Um, and the, and the reason for the the rooftop box was, was, uh, you know, like the, I, I kinda, I kinda had this vision of just like, you know, whatever adventure I'm going to find myself in, uh, the Porsches kind of along, along the ride with it. Right. It, it's the most enjoyable to drive. yeah, And so, Anything that, that, you know, that we do, uh, you know, Christy and I, that, that we're able to kind of take the fun car, right? Like it's the, maybe not the most reasonable car, but it's the fun car. So, you know, we, we want to be able to t- take it wherever we go and, and no matter what we're doing. So
0: the roof box, how did you how did you pick the right one? Because I know it's it's not an easy um, I think you got the tool one, right? Or tool, whatever you call yeah. it. Tool run. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people just get the things that I've read, and I don't know whether this is correct, you get the a lot of people say you get the Porsche roof racks, you get the stock roof racks, and then you get the toolbox. Yep. Is that what you did or you got the tool roof racks and the toolbox?
1: No, so I have the Porsche one because I wanted that you know, I wanted whatever was meeting with the paint of the car to be designed for it, yes. just so that I feel comfortable with, you know, because if I leave it up there for a season or for six months that I notice I'm damaging the car, yes. if it's installed right, right. Um, and then, uh, and then that kind of opened up the idea for whatever box. I, I I almost got the Porsche one, but but I actually wanted it to be versatile. So right now, actually, uh, cause we took off the box on the Porsche to go get our Christmas tree. Yeah. Um, we put, the, we put the box in the Volvo. And so I wanted the box to be kind of interchangeable between the cars. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, that was a whole search, just like wheels were where, you know, you, you look at a million boxes, you Photoshop, you know, a dozen of them <laughs> and you Google, you know, how many Im- images. So
0: how did you know what size to get? Cause I, I look at that, that tool side and I, I keep looking at it. And is it the medium box? Is that the medium size that you got? I, I, I can never work so, out which is the right size.
1: Right. So it's the Alpine one, which is considered their slimmest. Well, I think Alpine for them means slim, okay. but it's also just really long. And so, you know, I actually bought it here at, at REI in, in Manhattan and I drove the car up. And the guys brought the box out and they're like, "Where? how are you taking this home? And I said, well, I'm going to attach it to my Porsche. They, they, they just about passed out. They're like, really? And so I was like, yeah. So, you know, we unpacked the thing. We, we lined it up and like, we attached it and everything. And, you know, at first, the very first time I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this thing is massive. It's about the size of the car. Right. But, you know, o- over time, like that faded. And I, I actually really enjoyed the look. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was trial and error, like, you know, I, I looked at, uh, what other people were kind of buying. I was, I looked at those measurements online. I was like, okay, well that seems to look all right. Um, and so, uh, I really hadn't seen this one on many Porsches. Right. Um, I actually found a guy that I messaged on, on rentless who had this box, but he has a nine nine one GTS and right. he was just, he loved it. And, uh, and I was like, okay, like he should, he sent me some photos. And I was like, that looks great. And so I ended up getting the, the same one.
0: Yeah, I think the guy in Thailand, I've, I've, I've got his picture of him just looking at it while I'm talking to him. I think his comes down a lot more. It, it sort of slopes down more at the front. It's very sort right. of, it looks like it comes, I don't know, maybe it's just the image of yours, but that image of your car, it must be in your garage or it's in a garage somewhere with the gray brick wall behind it. And you've got yeah. the box on with your wheels you know the brake lights are on it's a great shot like the stance of it you know it doesn't the, the box doesn't look out of place at all and you know i'm a fan and i think it looks really really cool and you use it yeah. like you said you take it off road and anyone that's looking yep. at your instagram how is the car when you're doing these these drives lorenzo you're 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 on one shot there you're in the it looks like you're in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the wilderness
1: right right, right, right. how's so the car we,
0: how's the car on those sort of roads
1: so uh so it's funny we went camping uh this fall this past fall and uh you know a lot of times what we'll do is we'll we'll go to a little town and we'll just say okay well let's just go for a drive and so we'll we'll actually put the directions back to our campsite and we'll just drive as far out and kind of get lost and just know kind of how long it's going to take us to get back um and so you know we end up finding all these back roads in, in upstate new york and uh, you know, some of them it had just rained. Uh, and so some of them were a little wet and a little muddy that I, I you know, we felt were like, ah, I don't know if we might get stuck. Uh, <laughs> but other roads, you know, you just, you kind you kind of just take a, take a left turn and just go and, and see what happens. Um, and, and really it's just, it's just joy of driving, right? Like we just drive. We just, we're, we're just looking at the scenery. We're, we're talking, uh, I mean, we we don't even listen to music most often. When we're out for a drive, we just we're just kind of uh, enjoying the the sights and sounds and and maybe just having a conversation. Halfway through, we'll switch. She'll drive for a little bit, um, but it's great, you know. And, and if we ever, you know, if we're on a road trip, we find something that you know we we need or want. Like we don't feel that space isn't you know space isn't an issue. Like you know, we had we had bought extra wood and and put it in, in, in the box and you know for the fire. It's just like. Do we just stop that thing when
0: you're driving the car with the box on do you hear a noise is there a wind noise or it's okay
1: it's okay i mean it's uh yeah it's okay i think if i if the if the sunroof is open yeah it's all kinds of nasty terrible like wind sound but, right you know with the closed, like it, it doesn't bother me yeah it's it's, it's all right
0: it's very cool. Looks very very good. I like it. I like it. I'm still I'm still researching there. Um, so tell me about. You, you sent me a message um, before we we tied up this day to to record, and you said you were picking up your car from the shop. And um, so what did you have done? Because you said you had a few things done similar to what I had done. And I know we were talking yeah. about. You sent me that message about the engine mounts, um, and I had mine changed. Oh, yeah. But i i didn't I didn't go further than I just got OEM again. I just got the Porsche OEM. Did right. you do the RSS mounts in the end?
1: No. So I ended up doing the, the function first, I think is what they're called. So it's oh, like okay. the yeah, yeah. it's like that OEM plus uh mounts. And and really uh it was just one of those things where, you know, so actually so the the one problem I did have was that I was having uh hot hot start problems, right? So car was warm, if the car died or you know, I stopped to buy gas, starting it again would kind of, would struggle. And right. so end up being a starter cable slash starter replacement. And so just while the guy was in there, I just had him do a bunch of other stuff. So we did the engine mounts. Um, and, you know, in, in the spirit of being preventative for IMS uh, I did, or sorry, not IMS uh, bore scoring. Um, I had him replace all the fuel injectors as well, which, you know, the car is probably has the stock ones and they're probably fine, but it was just one of those like preventative things like, Hey, the shop's got the car it cost another couple of 100 bucks let's just take care of these things what was the
0: what was the reason that turned you off the RSS and go with the function first was there something you read online that you, the RSS were going to be too hard or too stiff what what was the deciding right. factor there
1: yeah i was actually just talking to the the guy at the shop at the indie shop and and so they're like a race build shop right so they they build race car porsches and I, he actually recommended the RSS, and I said, look, I daily this thing. You know, I drive it, I drive it every day that I can, and we go on long road trips. I, I, one day I might track the car, but it's not happening now. You know, is it going to be too rough? And he said, you know what, it might be too rough. Right. Uh, it's probably going to be fine, but why don't you, you know, why don't you get the function first, or just get stock once? And so I, I was like, you know what, let me do a little bit of an upgrade. So I got the, the function first.
0: So the function first are kind of in between the RSS and the
1: OEM. It's what I'm told.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the hot start issue, I've actually had someone on recently, and I should remember, but I don't, that told me the same thing, that that's quite mm-hmm. a common problem with the 997, and I hadn't heard about it. So that happened to you as well.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, in, in fact, I took a picture, I didn't post it in my, you know, I posted in my story, so it went away, but, um if you saw the the cable where it meets the i think the starter or or i don't know where where the cable met but if you saw the cable right. the starter cable it was just frayed right it was just like 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 if you think about like like a bunch of wires that are connecting yeah like 80% of them were were frayed away and there was just you know the last 20% keeping the car from you know being able to start and so the second all that changed i mean i could start the car hot cold left, right, you know, doesn't matter. It just starts right away. Um, But before it was, it was a struggle.
0: So if someone has a 997, how do they know they've got that issue? So you get into the car, you've been driving the car and then you literally just turn the ignition and nothing happens. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah. So uh, it it happened when, you know, when you first got the car, like, like we, you know, we would die at a, at a, at a stoplight or something. Right. Right. And so, uh, and then you have that panic. Oh, I got to get the car started again. And it would just sit there and struggle. I mean, eventually it would start, but it would really have a hard time. Right. Um, and you know, for, for for months it was fine; it didn't bother me, and it because it, it so rarely happened. But then, once winter started, it started to uh, even when I would go down, you know, down, down to the car, started off for on a cold start. It was having a couple of times where it was having an issue. So I said, you know what, I need to take care of this before it leaves me stranded. So okay. Um, but yeah, I think the, the, the first telltale is, is a hot start. Like you stop, you buy gas, you're, you start the car and, you know, a couple minutes and it's, it's struggling. Right. Like it just goes chick, 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 uh, okay. and then. So it's almost like an alternator
0: go. issue. You almost could think it was an alternator issue or a battery. Yeah. issue. Yeah,
1: okay. Right, right, right. But it was a fresh battery. And, you know, once I took it to the indie to my indie, and he looked at it, he was like, Oh yeah, it's, it's ninety percent. Uh, your it's ninety percent chance your cable, but probably also your starter. We did, we did both, but when he pulled out the cable, it was just you know it was gone.
0: Okay, so what about the with the engine mounts? Have you noticed? Can you notice the difference? Because I I've been talking about how you know my I've just had my transmission mounts and my engine mm-hmm. mounts changed, um, and also obviously the front suspension refreshed. And I can really tell the difference. I can tell the difference. It even feels like my short shifter works better now. Um, yeah, it, the car just feels better on the road. I, I I don't know why, but it just feels better. Can you feel the difference with the new mounts? Is there anything that you've noticed?
1: I think so. It just feels uh, a lot tighter, right? Um. So it's it's unfortunate though because we I switched to my winter tires, so oh, okay. I, I haven't had the chance to like you know have really warm summer tires and kind of and kind of really let it go but it, it does feel tighter It everything feels like it just kind of you know like it just got got all closer yeah it does and better doesn't tighter, it yeah you
0: know? yeah i know it's weird yeah. i i've got i can't really explain it but it just feels so much better and you feel it in the corners yeah. you feel it when you put your foot down in the acceleration um that's when i've yeah. noticed it the other day when i actually was a bit more spirited with it and i could feel it you know what i mean um, but it's yeah. it's a weird thing, isn't it, with engine mounts and transmission mounts. And they do say you should do them together. I don't know whether that's true or not. Mm. But a lot of cars have got, still got the original engine mounts. You know, after 50,000 miles or 100,000 miles, no one is – they just don't get changed, which I find really weird because when, when I went to the Porsche specialist in Sydney, they said that that's a regular thing they check every um, every service. You know, they check back, they check the coil packs. It's like the coils, the coil packs, how they're split on on our cars. Right. Um, it's just these things you don't know about, but the the engine mounts really are of something. I think if anyone hasn't got those checked, don't you think they should check it because it does make a big big yeah.
1: difference. You know, I think that's part of the Porsche tax, right? Like you just yeah. there are just certain things that you have to just kind of and probably Porsche owners are just more aware and and hypersensitive and they, and they just want they want this car that is supposed to perform a certain way to keep performing that way. Like, you know, my, my brother has an S2000 and, oh, okay. you know, I was, te- I was telling him all the little things that I'm doing. He's like, he's like, you're changing all that. I mean, I have the stock one now. And I'm like, you know, my car, his car has like almost 300,000 miles. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, the, it feels like I should, I read about it and, you know, it helped when I did it. And he's like, all right, whatever.
0: The S two thousand is a good car, though. I mean, they were really popular in the day. I mean, oh they're, yeah, they're very popular cars now, aren't they? People are sorting, searching for the for the good one. I mean, that's that's a it's lot a, of miles on an S 300,000.
1: I, I, I think me and my brother have the same kind of mentality. Like you know, like he'll go out for a drive and just you know come back three hours later, and all he did was he, he all he did was buy gas, and you know came back for came back home. And so we're of the same mentality of just like you know this is a car, it's meant to be driven let's drive it kind of thing. Yeah. And I, so, I think
0: it's great how you're setting up the car for that. You know what I mean? You've set it up for that way yeah. that you can drive it daily. You can go get out of New York, which you want to do, get out of Brooklyn. Um, this photo that you've, that you've got on your Instagram, I was going to ask you about it. How was it driving the 992? Did you drive that white 911 Carrera that you, that you posted images of?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was in, uh, in California for a job and a buddy of mine who owns a Tesla, I, I've been, convincing him the, the slow convincing of, you know, many weeks <laughs> to get a Porsche. And, uh, and, and I said, Hey, by the way, uh, Porsche has this thing where you can rent, you can rent a 992 for, you know, on a, on a daily basis, oh, you know, right. you, just, you pay for, for each day. Okay. Uh, why don't we rent one for a weekend and we'll, we'll go visit friends and we'll just, we'll drive it around LA. And, uh, and he says, sure. Yeah, that's that sounds fun. And so you know, we end up getting a cab. It was just whatever they have there. So, yep. uh, it was a 992 Carrera, uh, uh, cab PDK Okay. and I'd never driven a PDK extensively like that. But after having it for a weekend, I got it. I understood why I was like, okay, this is, this is not, bo- this is not boring. It's just okay. different and it's still fun. It's still a Porsche. And so, we had it for a weekend. I mean, man, it's just, you know, it's insane fast. It's like it it just it feels like a steamroller on the road. Like it just is not gonna go anywhere around corners. It's just it's just so gripped to the yeah, to the street. Was it yeah.
0: was it a Carrera or, or was it base Carrera, was it? Not a yeah, base carrera. So same. Yeah, not
1: nine So
0: yeah. how is the feeling though? Because you you've got the nine nine seven and you know, I think you said yeah. earlier the nine nine seven is a good it's in between, right? It's 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 almost becoming into that air-cooled status even though it's not air-cooled the 996 and 997 you know i noticed dealers i think it's cpr classic that i that i always get newsletters from or cars that they've got available i think it's in the u.s somewhere and i noticed they used to only sell air cools now they're starting to sell 996s and 997s you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so there's this trend that Mm -hmm. you can see it's changing how did it feel going from your 997 not just to the cab but to this to this 992 which some people complain is way too big it's got too big it's it it doesn't feel like you know a nine eleven should. Do you agree with that, or you think they're wrong? uh
1: it, it, you know I I forget if it was on one of your episodes, uh, but it's just that like every Porsche is special, right? They just yeah. have they, they have their own sort of character and texture and and. I, we, I drove and had a blast. It was so much fun. I, and I get, I get all the nice modern, you know, like our phone was hooked up to car play and the AC was was really nice yeah. and the ventilated yeah. seats I, and everything was like, it was just so well put together and, and the stitching was nice and all. It was just a beautiful, beautifully engineered and designed car. It was so much fun. Um, but I have driven a 993 and, and, and I can completely see how they're all connected, but yep. it's still a very different experience. Um, if someone said, "Hey, you know, here's a nine nine two, it's yours," I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, <laughs> you sure. know? If so, if someone handed me a a nine six four or or a, or an older Porsche, I also wouldn't be mad. Uh, I I think about you know what if I were to get a second one, what that would be. And, you know, some weeks I'm like, Oh, I'm totally going to get an air cool. I'll get a, I'll get an old vintage one. I, I just want it really raw. And then some weeks I'm like, Oh man, a real, uh, you know, the, these, uh, 991.2s are, you know, pretty. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're probably a sweet spot right, right yeah. now. So it's, yeah. You keep your 997,
0: you keep your 997.1, that's like your air cooled, you know what I mean? It's getting yeah. up there and then you have the 99, yeah, yeah the 991.2 is a great car. I mean, I, I quite like that generation. I think it's it's a good yeah. generation. And I like I like the 992, the whole modern dash. I know a lot of people sort of on, on the fence about it, but I actually like how right. it looks and I like the rear. And I think the 992 really does, if you're going to get a cab, the 992 cab is a really it's a pretty fantastic shape, isn't it? The back of the car, the lights, and everything—it really does yeah. suit that cab. That cab form. It,
1: it, it's what's really cool about the 992 is that it, it's like it's a very modernized 993, right? The way they have the the lights sit on the on the front fenders, and the way it's all kind of cut together. Yes, it, it does feel like. Uh, like uh, a very modern 993 in terms of its styling, yes. but yeah, it, it it's big. It is, it is, it definitely feels uh, like a much bigger car. But you know, I, I, it didn't bum me out. You know, if, if I want the smaller car, I'll go drive the 997 or the 993 or you know something else.
0: What surprised you, Lorenzo? Because you know this PDK manual debate, and I have I've got oh, no right. problems with PDK. Right? Was there some? Was yeah. there one thing that surprised you with the PDK? was it just the engagement of it or was it was it something more it
1: it was it, it it was that it's you still felt like you were in control of the car in a way that was engaging right right cuz i think with with the stick it's like you you feel like you're it's it's like a four limb operation right all your both hands both feet are going and you're driving the car and certainly a pdk you don't have you don't have all your limbs going, but it's, it's a, it's a three limb operation, Whereas a fully automatic is a, is a, you know, is a, is a two limb operation. So I, I think, you know, cause we, we driven, we drove the car like, you know, out to Idlewild, if anyone's familiar in California, the, the road up there is twisty. Right. And, you know, I remember seeing one of those signs. It was like the, you know, next 26 miles, like, you know, curvy roads, yeah. which was great to see that Fantastic. sign. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's still fun. It's it, it's it's so fast. I mean, man, like
0: the, the way that it can just get through the gears is like insane. That's amazing, isn't it, though? Because it's a Carrera. You know what I mean? And we, I think I've had this conversation with someone else about this on, on the podcast. You know, like, would you actually go and get a Carrera S or a Carrera GTS? Or really, they've just become so fast that the Carrera is is pretty much a Carrera S in 997 or 991, right? It's, it's right, so much right. faster than previous generations.
1: Right. You, you know, I, I think... Like like people kind of, uh, I think everyone looks at a GT3 or a GT3 Touring or a GTS, and we get excited yeah. um, because you know we, we understand it's the pinnacle of of Porsche. But I, I still think that any Porsche is a special Porsche. Yeah, you know, because you look at you look at these old uh, air cools that are that are selling right now, and and you know a lot of times they're just base Carreras, but they're still exactly so fantastic. They're still exciting you know when i go to my car uh i don't ever think like man i wish i had 50 more horsepower or 100 more horsepower i just i just yeah. think man what a fun car to drive neither do i
0: neither do i it's yeah. it's plenty fast i mean it's engaging it's plenty fast know, it's every everything yeah but it's i think that's I, I think the porsche actually still do that thing you know where they the, the, the base Carrera, the Carrera as we call it, right, is pretty mm-hmm. special because a lot of people that come to the brand for the first time, people don't go directly to a Carrera S or a Carrera GTS. They will buy the right. Carrera, and that's going to be their first – this is my way of thinking about it anyway. That's going to be their first impression. You know, If I'm going to buy my first mm-hmm. Porsche, I'm going to buy a 992, I'm going to buy a 992 Carrera. It has to be pretty special because they want to keep you in that brand. Do you know what I mean? So I, I kind of think that they right. do actually put a – I mean, engineering is across the whole model variants, but I kind of think that they do actually still make the career pretty special because of that, because of that, you know, wanting that long-term customer. Right, right. Hey, um, what else are you going to do to the car? You've done the wheels, you've done the mounts, uh, you know, you've done some preventative maintenance. Is there any other mods you want to add to the car apart from what you've done already?
1: It's a good question. Uh you know, I, at some point I probably want to respray the front bumper. Uh, it's funny. I was just listening to the latest episode and you guys were talking about PPF yeah. and respraying and ceramic coating. I mean, I, at some point I want to do that, but then I, I do worry about then the car becoming this, this, this too precious thing that suddenly if a, if a little Nick, you know, finds this way on the bumper that I'm going to be bummed out, um, Cause right now I'm not, you know, like I, it, there's a million nicks on it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, eventually I think, I think I do want to do that. Uh, the black is a, is a tough color. And I think the previous owner must've just, you know, had it go through gas station car washes oh, every really. week or something. Yeah. It's just that, that part is, is a bummer. Um, have you tried to and, make that better though, Lorenzo, who you tried
0: yourself? Are you someone that likes to detail your car or you just haven't got the time?
1: I I like to clean my car myself. In terms of, uh, I find that a very kind of zen thing to do. Yeah. It's actually the only thing I I like to do that is that it has to do with the car that I can completely turn my mind off and just be like, okay, I gotta, okay, and I gotta wipe down the interior. I gotta vacuum this. I got you know, it's just I'm just very engaged in, in that moment of the car. Um, so I actually like to do that, but I don't know that I want to get all the the you know the rotating brushes and everything and yeah. and, and try to do the, the color correct i i think i don't trust myself in that in that way cleaning the car you know i, I can clean the car yes um but i don't know I, I think i'm like you in that uh there are certain things that I wanted that I can do, but there's certain things that I, you know, I'll just pay someone to do it right. I don't want to break anything. Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> and I, I don't want to do paint correction. I don't want to do ceramic coating. I know Steve did his, but I, I don't want to spend all that time. I would probably pay someone to do it if I was going to do it. Yeah, Um yeah. But like you said, you're taking your car off, you know, not off road, but you're taking your car on adventures. You're taking it into, you know, unsealed roads and things like that. Do you ever worry about your wheels? Because your wheels are very special. Do you ever worry about your wheels getting damaged when you're when you're driving on these? sort of off-road roads. Right.
1: You know, it's funny because the potholes in New York are like, you know, you could fit, uh, you know, (laughs) a a, a Mini Cooper in, right? They're just massive. Right, And there's certainly been times where we've hit one, and you just don't see it, and you just hit it. And and I'm like, oh, man, the wheel is trashed. And I go out, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, You know, it's one of those things that, like – the engine is catastrophic if it breaks, right. A wheel is a bummer, but not like not an insane cost where, you know, suddenly I, you know, I'm thousands of dollars deep into a wheel. It's like, you know, I can get it repaired or or replaced if, if that needs to be, if that needs to be. Um, But, but yeah, it's one of those things where you just kind of, it's like IMS, right? Like I know there's that possibility, but I have to just not think about it and enjoy the car. So, uh, if I see a road that's a little wild, you know, I'll do my best over it. I'll try to avoid it. But if I can't, I'm going to just drive through.
0: Yeah, that feeling when you hit those potholes. There's potholes like that in Sydney. I hit one the other day, and I thought, there goes my alignment. There goes my new alignment. But it was right. fine, so it wasn't that bad. But it's that first thought that comes into your head. Have I you know, right. have I effed my wheel, and have I wrecked up my alignment? But it's it's all okay. Hey, yeah, um, Is the
1: fender broken in half? Yeah,
0: I know. I know. It's like when I've been, you know, coming out of car parks. Uh, supermarket (laughs) car parks i had the problem the other day and man the noise it made the front of my car i'm thinking it's gone there it's gone but it wasn't that bad it was deep underneath it has actually scratched the paint but it's deep underneath right um so you don't really see it but you know what's done is done right all right so what uh so you're talking about, so the next 911 for you, you, you're thinking it might be a, it might be a more modern 911 than you've got. You wouldn't buy it. You wouldn't go backwards in, in the generations. You'd, you'd, you'd probably look for a 991 or a 992.
1: Oh, uh, I, I go, you know, every week I, it's, it's a different story. It just depends on, you know, the weather. I don't know. Okay. Like it. Uh, uh, you know, I was looking at uh, old uh, G50s yesterday and, uh, yeah. you know, like an 88 or 89, like, oh, how fun, Expensive. you know, just to like, there's a guy that I, I saw on Instagram, I, it's like Pablo or something. He has like, well, he has a white Targa right? and it just has, you know, the, these colorful decals and it's just, it's just such a fun car. Um, but then, yeah, you know, you sit, you sit in a 992 and you're like, wow, I, I could put 300,000 miles on this car and it probably wouldn't even blink, you know? What
0: about the, what about the Safari build 997, the one that sold on bring a trailer? Is that something? Oh yeah. Would you go, would you go all the way and do that? I wouldn't, but (laughs) would you go all the way
1: and do that? (laughs) That, That's like, you know, in the, in the dream garage, you know, that's like Porsche number six, you know, like that's, that is represented, but not something I'm doing early on. I guess if you could
0: pick up one really cheap, which 997s are going up in price very quickly. You could actually do it. I mean, there's that we all know about the overland trend with the Cayans. I mean, that's that's huge on right. Instagram at the moment, and there's some cool looking ones there. They are kind of appealing. You look at them and go, yeah, that looks that looks pretty cool. You know what I mean? That one guy that was yeah. featured by Porsche and he's got the nine five seven or whatever. But you know, it's another that's another sort of you know hole to dive into and sort of go through all that sort of research. You know what I mean? I mean, I like I, the I, think, I like the idea of what you've done. It's kind of like in between, you know. Like you've got the right. box, you go off road, you venture, you drive it. I think that's that's the way to go.
1: I, I think if I lived in a desert city and my nearest grocery store was thirty miles away, over you know a, a, a dune, then yeah. yeah, then maybe that makes sense because <laughs> then I can still daily it. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's it's still it's still a car that needs to live in an urban environment. You know, that's that's where yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk about, you know, you,
0: you're driving a your car a lot. We're getting towards the end of the podcast. You're driving the car a lot. Um, you've got you've no doubt got some great favorite driving roads to share with the listeners. We always like to end, come to the end of the podcast with the favorite driving roads. If someone's coming to New York, I know there's no great roads in New York, but outside of New right. York, where would you suggest they bring their their Porsche or their 911?
1: So I think any, anyone who lives in New York is certainly – driven out to bear mountain have driven uh, out to seven lakes uh I, I think you have to just you know certainly have to leave the city go upstate go to vermont go to massachusetts and go get lost you know i like ha- have your destination on your map but go 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 get lost for an hour and you'll just find especially in the fall you'll just find so many fun roads to drive um and so, you know sometimes uh it, it's it's it it's not even the the road itself it's just it's just be, just knowing i don't know just, just just having the car hearing the engine like yeah. being being kind of out there and and not, not not sure where you are or where you're going like I, I that's such a fun part of of owning the car i think for me
0: and I think what you said before, you know, when you see that sign saying how many miles of curves ahead, that's what you want to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not about driving fast. It's just seeing those signs and being on those roads that are reasonably empty and just enjoying the, the flow of the car and the, and the weight transfer of the 911 and the sound of it, you know, with that windows, the windows slightly down and just, and just enjoying it. And that's the best part of Porsche ownership. It really is. 100%. 100%. Lorenzo, anything you want to share with the listeners before we go?
1: Uh... Mm, should you should you make stickers or swag? yeah i should
0: i should <laughs> i should i tell you the reason why and everyone's going to know the reason why i i worry about it because i don't want Porsche to um come after me ah. if you really want if you really want and this is this is the first time i've actually mentioned this on on the podcast but the reason why is i don't really want to do anything that's commercial because um yeah it could got be, you've got to be careful. So I have to get, uh, if there's anyone out there that's more creative than, than what I am and can think of something that doesn't, uh, infringe on anyone's copyright, <laughs> then that would be a great thing. Unfortunately, pee, right. unfortunately P cooled on a, on a, on a sticker doesn't really work. It doesn't really sound <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right,
1: right, right. Kind <laughs> um, I need the whole
0: word. Yeah. 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 So that's the thing. Yeah. Hey, Lorenzo, yeah. thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks thank for, you. um, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um I enjoyed chatting. Like I said, I, I first came across your Instagram. I think it was one of the photos, was one of the ones out in the wilderness somewhere with the box, and I saw it and I thought, wow, oh, this is really cool. It's really, really cool. Uh especially on a nine nine seven, because I don't see many people with boxes on the nine nine seven uh who and driving the car as well. Um like I said, there's the guy in, in Thailand who everyone should follow, Tenster. He's got some great Porsches and he's got that yellow one uh with the box on it. But um very cool thing to do. It's great you enjoy your car, it's great you drive it all the time. Um and you're still tweaking it as well. You know, you're doing your mounts, you're doing doing things to it. So uh, it's a great thing.
1: Yeah. No, thank you. I appreciate it. It's it's, uh, it's always fun to talk talk cars and Porsches. So I uh, can't, can't wait to keep listening to more episodes. So it's always fun to it, – it, it's like my daily – when I go for a drive, I will – this is the first thing I listen to. And then I either – just listen to the car afterwards or, or music, but this is the, I, I always see if there's a new episode on when I, when I'm out for a drive. that's great. Great stuff. Fantastic. Thanks a lot.
0: All right, Lorenzo. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you, Lorenzo. All right, everyone. Uh, that's Lorenzo coming in from Brooklyn in the U S uh, Lorenzo's Instagram at Porsche life underscore New York city. Make sure you go there, make sure you give Lorenzo a follow and make sure you tell him you heard his story on, owner stories great images there of his uh, 997.1 all right everyone thanks for listening bye for now